If you're looking to create balance, make life simpler, and experience more joy in your motherhood, then Mama, you are in the right place. Join us for honest conversations that reflect both the beauty and messiness of being a working mom. Conversations about mothering, wellness, personal growth, and the business of running your own home. Hi, I'm Sarah Reckman, life coach, social worker, and mom. If you are a mama who is longing for more time, less stress, and to know that you are not alone, then grab a cup of coffee or a glass of wine and let's dive in. Boundaries. An invisible line that defines what behaviors are acceptable. Boundaries can be physical, for example, please do not touch me, or emotional, do not lie to me. Boundaries can also be based on time or space. For example, when I do X, Y, or Z, please respect my time. As parents, we are told over and over that we need to set boundaries with our children and that boundaries are good for kids and help to provide structure and a sense of safety. Well, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Adults need boundaries too especially working moms, because we are trying to juggle the demands of both work and home life while maintaining a sense of self. What happens when we don't put boundaries in place and uphold them? We become overwhelmed, stressed out, impatient, resentful, and eventually burnt out. I find that as a working mom, I really try hard to put any extra work hours into time blocks when my children are asleep or busy in activities. This means that work-life boundaries can become quite blurred when we're trying to work only outside of the time frame that our children are awake and not at school, which is why I believe too many moms feel like they lose themselves. In this scenario, there's no protection of time and energy to maintain that sense of self. One thing that I've learned recently that I love about boundaries is just how empowering it is to say no to something that does not feel in alignment with your goals or values. Did you know that boundaries are actually a form of self-care as they honor your needs and wants so that you can feel respected and safe? What a beautiful lens to understand boundaries from. I know boundaries can sometimes get a bad rep as they seem restrictive, conflictual, or mean. But I want to challenge that belief a little by sharing some of the key benefits of setting good boundaries. Boundaries promotes autonomy, prevents burnout, improves emotional health, improves relationships, offers clear expectations for others, decreases stress, improves self-care, and increases respect from others and self-respect. So, now that we are clear on why boundaries are important and the amazing impact they can have on our lives and our relationships, I want to talk a little bit about the practice of setting and upholding boundaries. This is one area that I think is often misunderstood or ignored. There is a big difference between setting boundaries and upholding or maintaining boundaries. If you learn nothing else from this chit chat, remember this, boundaries are yours to create, they are yours to communicate, and they are yours to hold. You are the one who owns your boundaries. I wanna share a story to help illustrate this key point. 
Sandra is a busy working mom and is in management. Sandra was starting to feel really worn down and burnt out by work and feeling like she was always dropping the ball somewhere. With the help of her coach, Sandra decided to create a boundary around not taking work calls over the weekend so she could spend intentional time with herself and her family. Sandra had a conversation with her team and made her new boundary clear. On Saturday afternoon, she received a phone call from her boss. Sandra answered the phone. Her boss had been thinking about a new project he wanted to run by her. Two hours later, when Sandra finally got off the phone, she began to feel resentful, disappointed, and guilty. Sandra's afternoon was totally monopolized by her phone call and her mood was thrown off. Sandra was angry at her boss for not respecting her boundaries. When Sandra met up with her coach that next week, she shared her frustration and disappointment with how the whole boundary situation had played out. Sandra's coach gently reminded Sandra that her boundaries are hers to create, hers to communicate, and hers to hold. Yes, Sandra's manager was thoughtless in not respecting her boundaries and calling on the weekend. However, it was Sandra's actions of answering that phone call that allowed her boss to cross that boundary line. When we think about upholding boundaries, we need to take a serious look at what is in our control and how we can respond well with intention and wisdom to those things that are in our control. Sandra now turns her phone on Do Not Disturb over the weekend to help keep herself accountable to maintaining her work boundary. Are there moments when setting boundaries feels uncomfortable? Absolutely. Unfortunately, in today's world, we tend to expect people to have very little boundaries. We expect them to be available in an instance and accessible at all times. Boundaries are especially uncomfortable when they're in relation to others because your boundary may affect that person's life also. That's why it's super important for us to detach from the other person's response or behavior towards your new boundary. Setting new boundaries can be uncomfortable, but it's so much more uncomfortable to continue doing what's not in our alignment with our goals and values. I love this quote about setting boundaries. It says, the only people who get upset about you setting boundaries are the ones who are benefiting from you having none. Let's take a moment to think about that. A really good example of this comes from my guest interview of episode 11 with Ashley Livingstone. She said, you are already not okay by not setting the boundary. Maybe you're feeling annoyance, resentment, stress, overwhelm. So by not setting a boundary, you're going to continue to feel these things. All of that to say that the discomfort from setting your new boundary will far outweigh the pain, hurt, and stress of having no boundary at all and sticking to the status quo. So, one way you can help to muster up the courage to lean into this discomfort is to come up with some affirmations around your boundaries, such as, a boundary is going to help me feel better. I am worthy of owning my boundaries and having them respected. I'm going to practice letting go of what's not mine to hold. I am not responsible for their emotions and reactions. I am ready to choose boundaries that allow me to live, create, 
and serve as the fullest expression of my incredible self. And it's okay to say no and not now. Okay, so you might be wondering, where do I even begin in setting good boundaries for me and my family? Well, if boundaries are yours to create, yours to communicate, and yours to hold, then you need to follow these steps to implement the practice of boundaries. Step number one. First, you need to recognize and believe, and I mean truly believe, that you deserve to be treated with respect, that you are worthy of having your boundaries respected, and that you have the power in you to uphold those boundaries regardless of how uncomfortable it may sometimes feel. Step number two. We know from habit research that when we start to implement boundaries, we want to start with something small. Just choose one. So I encourage you to reflect on what is bugging you the most right now. What change would give you the biggest impact? If your biggest struggle is to get off your phone, then start by creating a boundary about the use and location of your phone. If your biggest struggle right now is having your time in the evenings and weekends filling up with work, then maybe you need to start by setting boundaries around work hours or around time blocking. Only you can know which boundary is the biggest priority for this season of your life. Step number three. When it comes time to uphold our boundaries and stand firm in your decision, it really helps if those boundaries are rooted in our values. If they are in alignment with the goals and vision that you have for your life, you will feel so much more confident in protecting those boundaries. So, step number three is to make a list of your top values in the following three categories. Family and motherhood, career and work, and self-identity. How you want to show up in this world. Step number four. Communicate your new boundary to those it affects. I would complete this step in three mini steps. First, I would start by writing out a list of the people that need to be made aware of my new boundary. Next, I would write out some ways that you can communicate that boundary. Maybe conversation starters or key phrases. Maybe key points of things you want to make sure that you say. Lastly, make a goal of when and how you are going to tell each of those people. Maybe it's a work email, a text, or next time you go out for coffee with a friend or family member. Here are some examples of conversation starters for setting boundaries. And remember, it doesn't have to be complicated, and no can be a complete sentence. Here are some examples that I found on the internet. It's hard for me to say this, but I wanted to be honest with you. Dot, dot, dot. Or, I know in the past I've blank, maybe that's offered advice and support around family issues, but I'm trying to take better care of myself. So now, blank, maybe I can't continue to be that person for you uh, to come with your family troubles. I need to balance our friendship. Or maybe I'm afraid of hurting you, but the health of our friendship is important to me. So I want you to know that blank. I'm nervous to say this, but I'm making an effort to communicate more authentically with those close to me. So I need to tell you that blank. Or if work is asking you to take on another project, here's a great line for when you don't have time to add something new 
but don't want to have to say no. I'd like to help. How should I reprioritize my schedule to fit that in? Here are a couple of examples of ways to say no. I'm not able to help with that today. I wouldn't be able to give it my all. Or, I'd like to join that meeting, but I can't at this time. Can we reschedule? Or lastly, I'm honored you thought of me, but I'm going to have to pass this time. I will link in my show notes to a website that has 59 different phrases to help you set boundaries and to say no. All right, step number five, follow through. When you or someone else tries to cross your new boundary, you need to follow through. Let me say that again. You need to follow through. This means controlling those things that are in your control, such as your schedule, turning your phone on, do not disturb, not answering, saying no, etc. And maybe even having a conversation with the person who continues to push over and over and over your new boundary. Here's a little tip. If you have the temptation to not hold your own boundary, do something to make it harder. Put your phone away, turn it off, make it less accessible or desirable. Well, I truly hope that this conversation on boundaries has been helpful. As I was sitting outside thinking about this topic, I realized that setting boundaries is one of those things that we are never going to be perfect at. It is definitely a skill that we can learn and improve. However, life is unpredictable which means that we are going to continue to face new challenges and new seasons. And that means new boundaries. I think the most important thing you can do as you navigate life is to stay in alignment with your values, to be open, and to communicate well. These three things will always serve you well as you navigate the ups and downs of life. I want to leave you with this Brené Brown quote. She says, daring to set boundaries is about having the courage to love ourselves even when we risk disappointing others. Thanks so much for hanging out with me. If you'd like to learn more about how I can help you or how you can implement all these things and more into your life to make it simpler, freer, and more abundant, head to sarahreckman.com. If you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to share it with someone you think would love it. Also, please leave a review. Your ratings and reviews help more moms like you find this podcast. Mama, remember, you don't have to do it alone. See you next time. I'm Sarah Reckman, and this is the Wholehearted Mom Podcast.